Welcome back to another edition of the Par for the Court podcast. It what a day! Monday, March 28th, 2022. Uh, before we start, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Coffee. If you're looking for a nice warm beverage to start off your morning, a little caffeine, try out Coffee. They come from the Coffee Bean. Costa Rica. Just put it in your coffee machine wherever you can. You know, press start on that joint. And take a sip. You can take it with cream, <sighs> sugar. It's a great way to start your morning. I know uh, me and Chase start our mornings with coffee every day. And so our podcast. Make sure to start off your morning with a drink of coffee. Take a slice of it. Give it a try. Tell your neighbor. Um, we're going to talk about the extremely eventful NBA night that happened last night where... Elite the, Eight who? A ton of playoff implicating games happened. I mean a ton. A lot of drama went down. Uh, we're going to give a little bit of an injury update and talk about a uh, team clo- very close to my heart to end, to end the show. You might meet. I thought we were going to end the show with winning time. Well, the end of the NBA show. And then uh, we'll be talking winning time. Let's go. It's Born for the Court Podcast. Okay. Quite the night for the NBA. Big, big night. Uh, you have a game that you want to start with? Um, would you like me to select? I mean, I just want to start with a broad question. Like, has the is this the best the NBA has been at this point in the year in a while? You mean as far as like contention? As contention and just like it's cra- it's having like chaos. drawing viewership and things like that. Like, there's so much going on. It's absolute chaos. Like people talked about it last year with the playing game of like, wow, this is what the NBA wanted with the playing game, but it was like. The Wizards and the Hornets were fighting for the nine yeah. seed. It was like, okay, this doesn't matter that much. But, like, this is like, we've got Kevin Durant at the seventh seed. Like, okay, is he going to make the play? And we've got LeBron well, at the Not 10th at the seventh seed anymore. Well, yeah, not, not anymore. Not at the seventh seed anymore. Uh, with that, I think I want to start with the Lakers. Well, that's what I was going to say. we got LeBron now at the ten seed with a swollen, sprained ankle. What? Yeah. Since when? He said in the interview, didn't you didn't see the video? No, I didn't see that video. He said, it's really bad in LeBron dramatic fashion. Oh, my gosh. That's not good at we'll, all. Uh, we'll put the video of the sprained ankle in the podcast. Not the interview clip. The video of the can sprained we, Can ankle. we get a visual up for the for the listeners? We'll get the visual up for the listeners. Yeah. Um, for those who didn't watch the game, the Lakers had a 22-point lead. They held a 22-point lead in a basketball game against the New Orleans Pelicans in Brandon Ingram's return off of injury, and they end up losing that basketball game. Yeah, that's that's I mean, hard to do. Down the stretch, the Pelicans could not miss. The degree of difficulty of the shots they were getting were as high as it can be. Like, the Lakers flat out weren't playing bad defense. Yeah. They weren't rebounding especially good, but they weren't playing bad defense. Just... Ingram was making insane shots. C.J. McCollum was making insane shots. And, of course, elite offensive talent Trey Murphy Murphy was making insane shots. Brief aside, I would like to gamble that none of our listeners have ever heard of Trey Murphy before last night if they watched the game. I'll take that. Have you heard of him? I've heard of him. I have not heard of him. He's the guy that had the dunk at the end of the quarter. Oh, true that. Yeah, that was Trey Murphy. Okay. That's the first I've heard of him, though. Trey Murphy had 21 points last night. He shot... All in the second half. 
all in the second half. He shot 7 of 12. In the past five games, I want to give you a rundown of his scoring. Three points against the Spurs, shot one for three. Six points against the Hornets, shot two for four. Pretty good game. Great zero, defensive team in the Hornets, by the way. Zero points, 0 for two against the Atlanta Hawks. A little off game. Seven points, two for five against the Spurs. Ain't so bad. And then 11 points, three for five against the Bulls. That was five games ago. Big game. That's a huge game. Then he goes out and has 21 points against the Los Angeles Lakers to take them back to the 10th spot, only a half game ahead of the Spurs. Yeah, whoever had the over on Trey Murphy points yesterday was happy. They were they were walking on air this morning. Elated. I mean, I was in disbelief watching that game. I only caught the second half. Well, and I feel like you look at that game on paper, you're like, okay, before the game it was Lakers 9, Pelicans 10. You're like, okay, if the Lakers are for real and want to do something here, they have to win this game. It was almost a must-win. It was a must-win, Especially think. with their schedule coming up. They got the second-hardest schedule to finish after the league, yeah. the, the season, regular season. And you, you just can't do that yeah. if you want to make the playoffs. Um, in the second half, as far as Lakers scoring goes, I'm pretty sure the only fourth-quarter scorers were LeBron and Malik Monk. Sounds right. And I, I, I must say, Russell Westbrook had... By the way, one of the best rebounds I've ever seen in late in the fourth quarter, but it won't matter, um, obviously, because they lost. Um, also, of course, Westbrook didn't have an especially great game shot. Uh, I mean, offensively, didn't do much in the, sec- in the second half. First half, though, he played pretty well. Um, but overall, I think this is a testament to the fact that, aside from LeBron, they have no scores to depend on, and their defensive rebounding is atrocious yeah i mean lebron scores 40 and they lose and their lack of depth is really showing right now especially just coming down the wire this season everybody's tired and they don't have guys to go to on the bench all the off season accusations just aren't working yeah uh shout out to one gabriel plus five plus minus um big time he's he's the man anyways um let's go to another game uh maybe a more fun game i'd like to talk about Nets Hornets. Very fun game. Crazy, crazy game. We saw the Nets. Hornets were red fall hot. Fall to the Hornets. Red hot Hornets. And that had some playoff implications. As we said at the front end of the podcast, the Nets fall to nine, Hornets fall to eight, or go up to eight, and the Hornets have the tiebreaker over the Nets. That means that if this stands, the Nets have to win back to back games to get in the playoffs, which. I mean, I'm not. I'm sure they're not crazily stressed about it, but that's two games you got to win in a row to just get in the playoffs. Well, Cole, the Nets have the easiest schedule left in the whole league, while the Hornets are 14th. Yeah, but you would think that the the Nets game against the Hornets that's a gimme game, right? And they lose that. Well, I mean, when a team goes, where did they go from three? I think they were. They were 16 for 31 from three. When a team goes 16 for 31 from three, you're most likely not winning that game. I know, but I'm just saying, like, not to mention— And when, when Cody Martin is hitting one-legged threes in crunch time yeah, the, and then hits a corner three right after— The Hornets had— You're just not winning that the game. The Hornets had four three-pointers with under three minutes to go. Like, they were—both teams were scoring, like, back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, but the Hornets were hitting all threes, and 
the Nets were hitting all ridiculous Kyrie well, two-pointers. Yeah, also KD missed some makeable shots down the, down the end. I mean, they weren't easy shots by, all, by any means, but, you know, the shots that he took, you know, well, I mean, he's, he, he's playing 41 minutes. He's obviously given everything That's, he has out there, and he can't go 9 for 24 from the field. And That's the other thing. Win. If you're the Nets, don't you want to rest KD a little bit? I don't think KD cares about that. KD has said before, leave me out there. I want to die, I want to die on the court. Like, he doesn't care. For I'm talking about resting him for games, though. No. I'm just saying, I don't I – don't, with a team like the Nets, I know they're insane. I know they, I know they just embarrassed my Miami Heat. But still, if they have a cold shooting night, the, any team can beat them. That's a fact. Well, yeah, when you get 9 for 24 from KD. And, and they're not a good defensive team. 6 for 22 from Kyrie with a lack of defense. And Andre Drummond is your crunch type center. It's not a good mix. Don't talk shit about Drummond. Like, I'm not, not talking shit about Drummond. What do you just, want him to do? What did he do? It wasn't like he was doing things It was a hard matchup for him. They, Hornets crunch time front court was P.J. Washington Chase, and Bridges. Chase texted me. In the middle of the fourth quarter, Drummond in crunch time is unplayable. He is. But, like... Against that front court, he is. You're act- he's not, like, a bad player, though. He's not, like, a minus. I never said that. Okay, but I'm just... Okay, you, you're, you're shit-talking on Drummond. It's like, it's like, what do you want him to do? It's not his fault. I it's, don't think he should be in. It's the Nets personnel fault. I feel like the Nets... And guess what? You're going to have to have that the, when it, you have... If, if the Nets had, like, a 6'11 guy that was, like, switchable. Someone, like, versatile on defense. He could guard athletic, guards, bring the ball up sometimes. Good passer. Good passer. Good passer. You don't even good, have to sh- good finisher when he wants to. You don't even have to shoot the ball. No, no I don't have to shoot threes. But, like, where are you going to find that? It's hard. It's it's. Oh, wait a minute. Didn't they just... Um, they got somebody to In the deadline. Seth Curry trade. In the yeah. Seth Curry trade, didn't they get somebody? There was somebody that was Some drumming. promising young Australian talent. Drummond, Seth Curry. Oh, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. That's the guy. That's who it was. He went to he went to uh, Montverde, didn't he? He was at Montverde. I think, yeah, he's he's supposed to be pretty good. He's not bad. Hey, maybe maybe we see him play. Maybe not. I don't know. We, we might see him play. We might not. We will see. But, yeah. Um, let's go to another game. Um, how about the Boston Celtics over the Minnesota Timberwolves? That's not an easy win by all means, and they won it by 22 points, and they were in control the entire game. I mean, I watched. I only watched the first half because that was the only part worth watching because they were up 20 yeah. the whole time. But the first quarter, they're kind of chilling, just like, okay, a little back and forth, not, not anything crazy intensely, and they're just playing going up and down. And then the second quarter, they just turn it on completely. Like, they're... Their defense is ridiculous. They got a deflection almost every defensive possession. Like, their defense is real. Like, mm-hmm. the first quarter, they were kind of letting Towns do what he wanted. You know, Al Horford's out. Yep. So, they didn't really have anybody great to guard. And they had Grant Williams on it sometimes. And Robert Williams on him every we'll once in a while. Later. We'll talk about him later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But the just the double teams they were throwing at Cat, they were forcing ridiculous shots for him. And, you know, you look at that Timberwolves team, there's not really much other – they don't really have any other weapons than Cat. Okay, so. liar. Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell. Whatever. They weren't, um, they weren't doing anything. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's a, also, again, a lie because Edwards had 24 points shot, 9 for 16. Um, but they did. But when you're playing against the Wolves, what you want to do is force anyone but Towns to beat you. And they very much did that. They had Towns at 19 points. Um, I mean, now, we'll talk again. We'll talk about the Time Lord Thing later in the injury segment 
Um, yep. But this game puts the Celtics in the number one seed. This was a team who, in the middle of the year, was in 10th place. I think they were 11th at one point. 11th. Well, that just shows you, number one, just how tight the Eastern race was, or and it is still. Yeah. Number two, it shows you just how insane of a second half of the year they've had. And I want to point out a stat um, that I talked about in a previous episode. I said that the Celtics were 24th in uh, crunch time offense. That is because they don't play in close they games don't play anymore. Close games, yeah. They don't. They just beat every team by 20. Now tonight they're playing the Raptors. Yeah. No Brown. No Tatum. No Time Lord. I don't know if Horford's playing or not, but I feel like that doesn't make a, make a big difference. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so that is a game that I will be really hoping they lose as a Heat fan. Um, that puts us that will, will put us back in the one seed. But I mean, yeah, that's this is a crazy, crazy time. And I would also just already right now like to play up the Miami Heat versus Boston Celtics matchup on Wednesday. It'll be a big game. Everyone must watch that game. No, you don't have to. This is the biggest game of the year. If you want to go out to dinner, go out to dinner. You don't have this to This is watch the it. biggest Eastern Conference basketball game of the year. I'm putting it in in words right now. Mark them. This is the biggest game of the Eastern Conference the entire year. This is a statement game for the Heat. This is a, a statement game, a bad statement game for the Celtics, that the Heat still reigns supreme over the guys in Boston. Did the Heat play before then? The Heat play the Kings tonight. Be a really good tune-up game. No bag. I mean, I'm sorry. No Bagley. No, no Bagley. Fox, but Bagley will not be playing. Gosh. He he will be uh, in another state. No Fox. No Sabonis for the Kings. Is uh, is Giles playing? Giles probably not playing. Even if he was on roster, he wouldn't be playing. But yeah. he's on the Timberwolves. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. The Portland Trailblazers. You think Giles is on the Trailblazers still? He isn't? No. Is he in the league still? Long gone. Where is he in uh, in uh, Shanghai? He's been following Jason Tatum around to a lot of his games. Oh, okay. That's what I've been seeing on Instagram. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Well, yeah. No no Fox, no Sabonis. Pat Riley is back. He was out last game due to personal reasons. One of his children was having a surgery. He had to be there for him. But, yes. Yeah, Spolst- How does Pat Riley being back affect this at I said Spolstra. All? You said Pat Riley. Oh, my bad. Spolstra. What? What is Spol- Spolstra was out. He, uh, one of his kids was having a surgery. He was out last game. Um, but, yeah, this will be a good tune-up game. Everyone's going to have some fun. We're going to destroy the Kings, hopefully. And I will also say this. If the Miami Heat lose this game, I will renounce being a fan of them. That's how confident I am that we will win this game against the Kings. And then the Celtics Heat game on Wednesday at 7.30 on ESPN. Everyone watch. That's the biggest game of the year. That will determine, in my mind, whether or not we win the championship. Fingers crossed the Heat go on a two-game losing streak. We're already on a four-game losing streak, so that'd be a six-game losing streak. Make it six, then. Okay. Next game, I want to talk about Suns 76ers. Suns 76ers. This game cemented, I mean, it, it said a lot to me, but it cemented one thing in my mind. This Suns team is the best under five minutes team I've seen in years. They're... Yeah, their net rating is something crazy it's and close. Unqu- they're number one. They're plus thirty one in is that crunch the number? time. Plus thirty one. Yeah. The second place is the Bucks, who's at like, like 17. 17, Yeah. No, they're plus thirty two. No, it's like a seventeen point difference. I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. This Suns team is just 
insane at slowing the game down, getting stops, going down. They don't rush. They don't take good shots. They slow it down. They don't take good shots. I said they don't take bad shots. They, they slow it down and they get the shots they want to get. It's yeah. insane. I mean, we saw it. You know, like I said, they don't. They're like the Celtics. They don't play a lot of close games. But back-to-back games, they play the Nuggets and they played the Sixers, and they did exactly that. It, it was very, very close. Five minutes left. They slow it down. They get like five stops in a row effortlessly, and they score. Yeah, I mean, there was it was a ten-point game with six minutes left, and then Philly kept trying to make pushes to get back into it, and there was just they had no shot. And Booker had what, like eighteen in the first quarter or something like that. Um, I think so. And then he went in foul trouble, um, and they, you know, they couldn't play their starter. Aiden was in foul trouble, and Booker was in foul trouble. They had to play their backups a lot. That's where that's when the Sixers got the lead, and then later on in the game, Booker and uh, Aiden go back in, and they just start grinding it out and getting back to where they want it, and they ultimately win that game. Yeah, Booker ended with thirty-five. Chris Paul was a plus twenty-five, and Campaign was a minus twenty-five. That's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> How is he a minus twenty-five? How are you a minus twenty-five oh in a ten-point win? Wait, what was Beyond was plus minus? Bismack Biombo's plus minus. That's what everybody's been waiting to hear. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody tuned into this podcast for, Cole. I mean, first thing I hear when I'm thinking of Sunset. Wait, what was Biombo's plus minus? Biombo's plus minus was a plus four. There you go, Bismack. Not the worst, not the best. Shout out to Bismack Biombo, by the way. He's giving his entire year's salary to uh, some charity in Africa. Shout out to him. Did I not know that. Shout out to Biz. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to Bismack Biombo. He's the man. But I think yeah. campaign campaign should get an award for a minus twenty five and a ten point win, <laughs> like that. That's there's nothing that can explain that. You know who had a minus twenty plus minus in a? Uh, oh, I do know who loss. had a minus twenty. Who? How many points was lost to? How many points was lost to? The Wizards lost. No, how many? Yeah, this is good podcasting. This is it was level. five points. Draymond Green, Mr. Draymond Green, Mr. I My, affect the game positively. This guy, I think we talked about in one of the podcasts how good of a plus-minus he had, but he had a minus-20 plus-minus, and he had six points and a bunch of unremarkable stats as well. Two for six from the field, 0 for one from three, five rebounds, six assists. So not like, not really bad, but... But he had the worst plus-minus in the team, which is just crazy. I I mean, mean, sometimes plus-minus is very... Um, trivial, but I just want to. This Warriors team has been bad since Curry's been out, like worse yeah, than I ever could have imagined. One and now, five without Curry in the league. They had they had an amazing win against the Miami Heat team that forgot to play ba- how to play basketball. Yeah, um, with all their backups. I don't think they knew the Heat had a game. The Heat didn't know they had a game that night. No they, way. They rushed to the stadium. Yeah, put um, the shoes on in the car. But yeah, the Warriors are five and five in their last ten. Two game losing streak right now, and they are pretty much cemented in third place. They're now four games back of Memphis, who I don't foresee. Are they cemented? They're cemented in the third seed. You oh, sorry, not cemented. Well, they're, they're not two games, cemented. Two games ahead of the Mavericks. Two games ahead of the Mavericks, and they have the seventh toughest schedule left. Okay. In the league. When I, when I said cemented in the third seed, I meant like they're not passing. They have Dallas has passing. the fourth easiest schedule in the league. It's true. So we could we could see a flip in that very easily. Yes, I wouldn't say very. There's no, I don't. I don't see the Warriors don't, going to four. 
called the se- they're one and five without Steph Curry, and they have the seventh toughest schedule left in the league. I don't see them going to four. How, why? You're just are you dude. Just a two game turnaround's bad, and also the Mavericks have to lose to the Lakers, or else LeBron will make the playoffs. LeBron has one ankle. He's he's gonna do it. Lakers will beat the Mavericks. <laughs> the Lakers will beat the Mavericks. They have to. There's no way a LeBron led team doesn't make the play in. I'm sorry. There's no way. <laughs> Dallas Dallas has Detroit, which is a win automatically. Portland is an automatic. Whoa, whoa, whoa. is Cade is uh, is Cade playing? It doesn't matter. Killian Hayes is playing, so it's an automatic win. That's an automatic loss of Killian. It's Hayes an automatic play. win for Dallas. Oh, is is Fima Cool playing? He might. He's questionable. Okay, that's. They've we're, got Detroit. They've got Portland. They've got San Antonio, which is iffy. L.A., which you're saying they're going to lose to, and then Washington is tanking. Cleveland is whoa, not. Oh, is Ish Smith playing? He might be. You're not funny. Cleveland, who is not good anymore. Oh, is Karis LeVert playing? Shut up. Dude. And then Milwaukee. Oh, so wait. They, that Cavs, they're, they're going to beat the Cavs. I just heard Dean Wade's out the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> no Dean Wade, no without, problem. Without Dean Wade, the Cavs without are never going to win. Without Dean Wade, game. the second best D. Wade initials to ever play in the NBA. So I project Dallas going at least 5-2 and two in their last seven. They're losing against the Lakers. And then the Warriors have Phoenix. Memphis, Utah, who needs wins. Utah. You're not Shout funny. Out to NBA young boy. You had way too much coffee before this. We're such a sponsor. Okay, so the Warriors have Phoenix, Memphis, Utah, Sacramento, which they'll win. San Antonio is maybe. L.A. is a maybe. New Orleans is a maybe. They're losing to the Lakers. So yeah, they're it's they're gonna go at least four and three, if not two and five. Yeah, we'll have to talk about Steph's return or injury segment. Um, when is he coming back? Is he? We'll talk about it in our injury segment. Okay, I didn't do prep for that, so I'm hoping you have that. That's all good, dog. Don't even trip, dog. Oh, should we talk Knicks Pistons? It's like, no, no we're not talking about that. Um, and lastly, we will talk. Well, briefly touched on a uh, Mavericks Jazz because uh, you know just had that Mavericks talk, but Mavericks Jazz, Mavericks win by fourteen. Jazz cement themselves as the most unexciting and, you know, just overall mid uh, fifth seed in the NBA. Um, yeah, they're not super I mean, they're not, not astounding. Not good momentum for them right now. I would put a lot of money. They don't get out of the first round. And we will be talking about uh, Mitchell's future after that. But, yeah, right now, if I'm the Mavericks, I almost want to keep that fourth seed. Would you not? Yeah, you might want to. You just easily beat a Utah team at full strength. I don't want to play the Nuggets. I don't want to. Not have to deal with Jokic. Any series where you where the other, if you go into a series and you have the best player in the series, that's automatically a big advantage, and a sign that you can win the game or win the series. Dallas unquestionably has the best best player in the series if they play the Jazz, but if they play the Denver Nuggets, they do not. Very true. And you've seen Jokic do it by himself all year. Absolutely. And come up clutch in the playoffs for them. Not to mention, well, we'll talk Murray in the injury segment. Um, dude, this, the amount of players that are coming back adds a whole nother dynamic to this, this playoffs. A lot. I mean, it's insane the amount of guys that are, that are, you know, people just don't know right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, uh, before we get to our uh, injury segment, I'd like to give a shout-out to our uh, sponsor, Seatbelts. If you're looking to drive in a car today and you're looking to drive safely, please use your seatbelt. You'll find them, uh, depending on where you're sitting, over your right shoulder or your left shoulder. Depending just, uh, on what side of the car. That's right. Just, uh, you know, take your hand, grab that seatbelt, and click it into the joint. Fasten that joint righteously. You uh, increase your uh, safety percentage by 93. That's science, folks. 93%. Just click it or don't. We can't, we, we can't force you. But just saying, you should click it if you want to be safe. No numerical value to that 93. Just no, 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 no. That's, we, I did math on it, and you're 93% more safe. Oh, it's a percent. Okay. Yeah, what do you mean? You just said it is increased by 93. So I was just thinking... <laughs> We'd leave it no, up no, to no, interpretation. 93%. You're 93% more safe if you're driving with a seatbelt, folks. So drive with a seatbelt. Click it or, or don't. Tick it. Or don't. Okay. All right. All right, so it's settled. Okay, so yeah, just click it. All right. So just, just, okay. I'll, All right. I'll do it. Next segment. Injuries. Injuries. Okay. Um, let's go off with the most recent injury news, which is the Time Lord, Robert Williams, tore his meniscus last night. Yeah, not, this is enormous. not good news. This is enormous. Now, one thing is true, though. Brad Stevens has got to be excited because his boy Daniel Tice is going to be starting. Is there a player that's more disrespected in the NBA than Daniel Tice? By by who? The refs, everybody. He gets no one likes him except me. Tice gets no. Tice gets smacked in the face once a game. Tice could get shot with a gun. He wouldn't get a, a foul game, call. And he probably wouldn't get a foul call. If, and the ref would probably be like, "Stop being a baby, Tice." If Tice runs the wrong way, he gets a foul called on him. No, yeah, he's like if his shoe isn't tied when he checks in, it's like a delay game. You know who likes Tice? Dad. Loves Daniel Tice. <laughs> we were watching a Southern game during the pandemic. He's like, I like that guy. What, number 27? He's tough. <laughs> no, he was one of Dad's new favorite players, Hardenstein. No way. Yeah. <laughs> we were watching the Nuggets. Who were they playing? Suns? No, it was Nuggets Clippers. He goes, Who's that 55 there? I go, Oh, that's Isaiah Hardenstein. He goes, Never seen him before. I like his game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but Time Lord, I mean, that adds or that takes away a lot of their defensive versatility because if they want to, they're not going to, if they want to have the same versatility, they can't play Tyson Orff at the same time. They can't. No. Because Tyson can't switch onto the guards without getting exposed. Um, so they either have to go small or have to worry about, worry about, uh, you know, that the, forcing of switches to get Tyson on whoever they want, whoever the opposing team wants to score. And they'll just go at him. I mean, this, they're obviously not gonna—they're not gonna get him back. I mean, they could. No, they'll. You can you can play on a torn meniscus. They're not going to the finals. They're not gonna get him back. You it's can what, play minimum six weeks. You can play on a torn meniscus. They haven't set a timetable. Yeah, they did. They did. I think they said minimum six weeks. Do you think they're gonna they're gonna jeopardize his future by having him play on a torn meniscus this year? Dude, Tatum's only 19 years old. They have a huge future with them. How big is the window? What do you mean? For a Celtics title run. I mean, Tatum being 19 years old 
next decade? It's like, nah. Tatum actually is how you're, how many years old? 26? 25? 23. No way. I think. Give a quick uh, look up here. Tatum age. That 24. He just turned 24. Okay, yeah. So Tatum being 19 years old. So I old, was right. I was Tatum right. Tatum being 19 years old, he's they've got like at least a seven, six, five-year window. This this here from Wojnarowski, that one guy, saying. Go on. I can't read. He will miss several weeks at minimum. Yeah, several. So at least five. How is several five? Several is at least five. Several is like three. No. You'd be that'd be like a few. Several is at least five. Is that a metric? Yeah. It's no, like it isn't. Yeah, it is. What conversion chart do you read for that? Um my wristwatch. Um no, yeah, well that's that's obviously a big hit to the Celtics. Huge hit. Next up, Paul George. Practice. He practiced today. Five on five, <laughs> baby. <laughs> five on five practice. He will be back for the playoffs. First series, he's going to play. Mark that. My, mark my words. He's playing in their first playoff game. I'm, uh, I was listening to our friend Billy Simmons, his podcast today. Yeah. Um, I don't know how real this information is, but he had a segment of things he's been hearing. Great segment name. Yeah. And he said that the Clippers will have some guys back. Some meaning could be both. Now, I don't know what your conversion chart says about the word some, but that doesn't mean singular guy. They could have some guys back, like Paul George. If they have Kawhi Leonard back, this I be... pity the Timberwolves. I, that would suck Can you have, so bad. That would be so, Okay, picture this, picture this, picture this. 9-10, Lakers win. 8-7, Clippers obviously win if they have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Well, he said Kawhi would be back after the playing game, which is like... That's fucking why, one day! Why, Kawhi? It's like two days. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to play him. <laughs> I'm not playing the play but I'll play it if we play the playoffs. He's just like, greetings, Tyron. I will not be back for the play-in, but that first round, count me in, sir. <laughs> He's like, those two days in between the play-in and the playoffs, that's, that's crucial. Yeah. Nah, but that would be so Timberwolves to... To not make the playoffs after this insane run. But forget the Timberwolves. What about the Grizzlies? That would be... If that's their draw? One of the best series, first round series in a long ass but time. But they work all this, they work this hard to get the two seed. And they got this great of a team to be bounced Dude, randomly by the Clippers. That's not a guaranteed bounce though. For the for a team like the Grizzlies? I, For me, I think it might be. Not guaranteed. Dude, with a team like the Grizzlies, they're beating everybody. That's not a gear. Okay, well, dude, I I'm excited. Like, dude, I, with all Tyron lose in game adjustments. Oh, I mean, this guy, you never know. You know, like at, at halftime, they could they could just come out and you know destroy defensively with all the. They adjustments could do like a one four zone the way Ty Lue adjusts stuff. Oh yeah, dude, you never know. Yeah, but I I don't like watching this Clippers team play at all. Number one, because I mean, on any given night they can beat teams, but they're just not fun. They're not like a pleasing team to watch play there aren't enough luke Kennard touches that's why i don't watch good point 
Uh, t- not enough coffee uh, touches. Not enough coffee. A mere coffee. Nowhere near enough heart. Minnesota grad. friend, Probably a friend of a friend of a friend. True. Podcast. Guaranteed friend of a friend of a friend of the podcast. It's possible. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if this Clippers team... So, Paul George will be in for the play-in. If Kawhi is, what if what if he has to like re ramp up like every every other injured player does? I'm here's what I'm banking on. What if his ramp up process has to get stopped again, like everybody else that's injured? No, what I was gonna say was I'm banking on not every single player that ramps up gets re injured. Paul George is gonna be the first one in this last five injured guys to not have to delay their comeback due to a ramp. So you don't you don't think his elbow would get re injured during the ramp up process? No. Maybe don't the, the amount of curls. the amount of freaking guys that have hurt themselves again in their ramp up. This process. is I've never it's the, unprecedented. I've never heard this news. Like are they like, are they like getting like beaten by bats like during their is, ramp ups? What is the ramp up process? Like dead ass. What is it? I like what did Lonzo have a meniscus? I don't even. It's dude, been like four months. Lonzo gets hurt in his ramp up. Ben Simmons gets hurt in his ramp up. Zion gets hurt in his ramp up. Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn Every gets week. hurt with his it's ramp like, up. Uh, Jeez Louise. Kendrick, we got to ramp down again. <laughs> Come on, dude. It's ridiculous, man. Like, what are these guys doing? Get a better ramp. <laughs> they got to get the Raven strength coach. He's out there, right? <laughs> By the way, Time Lord, he should just reverse time and not be in the play that he gets his meniscus torn. Right, they were up like 20. He's the Time Lord. Go sit somewhere, Rob. You're the Time Lord, dude. Just reverse time. Somebody should have told Bobby to sit down. (laughs) Shut up. Take a seat, Bobby. You're done. Hey, Mr. Lord. Why don't you take a rest rest real quick? I have a feeling you're going to tear your meniscus this play. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Lord. All right. Next update. Stephen. Stop it. Stephen Curry. And um, the Warriors or just Stephen Curry? Just uh, just Stephen Curry yesterday. Those Warriors drive me crazy, I tell you. Um, Steph Curry, there's uh, no timetable right now. He has not even gotten back on the court yet. And he did, okay, he just took off his boot, but he hasn't even gotten on the court yet. Do you think he's back for their for a first round? Um, I think he's got to be, right? Yeah. No. I think I think they've mapped this out to where he's back first round. I mean, dude, I don't know. Like, well, I'll tell you this: this team's not beating anybody in the playoffs. They're not. This team's not, not beating the Rockets. Dude, what if Steph ramps up and gets hurt? The ramp up process is tough these days in this economy. <laughs> in this economy, the ramp up process is not guaranteed. No, work. but like in all seriousness, I think they have this mapped out to where he'll be back for the playoffs. <laughs> They're, they're gonna waste another year, dude. Like, oh, I'm oh. not saying they're gonna like you know reset and look on to the future. I'm saying Steph just might not be ready. I think he will. I think even if he's seventy percent ready, you know what? I take it back. Steph Curry is gonna will himself back. I just if, like, I forgot Steph Curry. Steph Curry. If Steph Curry is seventy percent ready, he's better than anybody the Warriors can put a point guard. Wait, Jordan Poole. Isn't an all-star level player that can lead a playoff team? He's almost there. That guy's that guy's arrogance on the court. It's like at this point, he thinks Clay should defer to him. That's you're how just, brazen he is when he plays. You're just mad he gave the heat buckets. But no, we're gonna, no, we're gonna move on. We're that, gonna move the, on. All you're his just shots. Mad. In, okay, it's okay. By the way, did you see what uh, Andre Godal was quoted saying today? What did he say? 
he think he said it was like foolish uh, and disrespectful to Clay, Dre, and Steph at how the roster is built up today. Meaning he thinks that they should have traded away Wiseman, Modi Muzi, and Kaminga for talent that's ready now, which is crazy. I mean, I don't think it's, there's, no. There's two sides to it. I think Iguodala is uh, I think it's easy extremely to, it's, bold. It's easy to say that right now when Steph's out and they need a veteran presence that can handle the ball and produce for everybody. But, like, two weeks ago, they, nobody was saying that. It's true. Also, I credit the Warriors for having this Spursian, you know, succession in uh, lined up. When the Steph Clangery finally age out, whenever that is, Kaminga... Modi Muzi and Wiseman should be almost ready to start their primes. Did the Spursian success thing really work? Well, they didn't account for Kawhi being Kawhi and Uncle Dennis conspiring to bring their whole organization down. I'll tell you what, nobody in the league saw Uncle Dennis coming. Uncle Dennis came in like a like a tornado, just ready to mess shit up. Um, other Warriors news: Wiseman, after Out. playing three G League games and looking really good. They just said he's not going to play, which is the most confusing thing I've ever seen. Like, yeah, why? Dude, why? I don't. This like, came out of nowhere. Out he, did he get re-injured? No, they didn't say that. They just said he's going to not play. Like, literally, they just said he's going to take the rest of the year, which did, doesn't yeah, make any sense. Bad. He played in three G League games, looked good. They need guys. Are you sure that he looked good? What, do you, what were the numbers? I watched a lot of the clips, and he looked fresh he was moving well. Some like, I mean, you know, there's obviously like a little bit, you know, that he could improve on, you know, but like there wasn't like any, there's no glaring issues. And overall, he looked extremely playable in the NBA. I'm not saying he looked like he was going to go in and just tear it up, but he looked he looked more serviceable than Kevon Looney. Who? Okay, don't do that to Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney is it, a it great looks player. Like he, for that. It looks like it hurts when he runs right now. I don't know what his deal is. Maybe he's got like tendonitis in both knees or something. Doesn't matter if the Warriors were if the, if there was a road of we're taking Kevon Looney with us to the playoffs and we're taking James Wiseman. They're taking Kevon Looney every time. Well, yeah, because he's proven. But guess what? They can still. So how can you say that? They can still have him come. Okay, Looney so, ceiling. But, but why? Okay, we're not talking about ceilings. We're talking about this playoff run. You're saying yeah for this playoff run. Looney is way more serviceable. Than Wiseman's Wiseman. Wiseman's floor is like five feet under Looney's ceiling, but Wiseman's ceiling for this playoffs is like a skyscraper no. ahead of Looney. Yes, because guess what? Let's just say okay, yeah, that's like the most ridiculous oh my gosh. potential ever. The Warriors. This is this is baseline. This is this is Wiseman's floor. Lob threat, way better rim protector. He might he might get that. out physical a little bit, but it's not like Looney is some menacing force that is like a Ben Wallace level, you know, interior defender. How can you say way better rim protector? He hasn't played in three years. Oh my gosh, because I watched him play. I watched his athleticism that is still very much evident. I watched his inc insane dunks he threw down in the G League games, and I watched all the nice shot blocks he had. And I guarantee you, when he has defensive IQ juggernauts of Iguodala and Draymond helping him out every single time that out, every matter. single oh my gosh, yes, see the playoffs does. isn't learning time. It's like oh my gosh, strap up your boots and work time. 
guess what? Some guys play better what? and do better when they're thrown in the fire. And it just so happens that it could be that Wiseman's one of those guys. Was Looney that, was is that not, the case for Wiseman when he played the three games his first year? Oh, my gosh. That no. was different. He's got way more ex- – being around an NBA franchise is experience enough better than playing in college. So this playoff run, if you're, you're – If I'm the Warriors, guess what? You're this Bob Myers. Run, I'll, I'm throwing Wiseman in for eight minutes the first game. Hell yeah. And if he does good, that turns into nine, then 12, then 15, then 20. And then guess what? He's starting if he does well. And guess what? First round no. against whoever they're playing, if he plays eight minutes and he doesn't do well, guess what? Right back out. Oh, uh, Wiseman wasn't ready. There's it's no fine. ramp up process in the world that gets somebody ready for the He's playoffs. already been ramped up because he played an actual game. You're games. not listening. There's, not, there's I'm nothing. I'm listening. You can't go from the G League to the NBA fucking playoffs. There's still a lot of games in the year. There is still there's not. There's NBA there's regular there's season not. games left. Yes, there are. There's like seven. Yeah, and he could play in some of those, and that would get him ready for a first round series against a team that they're obviously better than and are gonna beat. And that's a perfect they're time for the a playoff introduction. They're obviously beating the Nuggets. You've said that I they're forgot. not obviously beating the Nuggets. I forgot they were playing You're the Nuggets. You're going to put them out there against Jokic? I forgot they were playing the Nuggets. Calm he down. He can't guard Aaron Gordon. I forgot they were playing the Nuggets. Okay, I won. No, you didn't. Win. It's about win, matchups. Win, it's about matchups. Win, win, win. It's about win, matchups. Win, it's about matchups. Win. It's about matchups. I won. Zion Williamson can dunk a basketball. Woo. Yeah, that was not a good clip that he posted. We'll put the clip in there. But he, like, literally, he did things 35 times more impressive in AAU layup lines. That looked like a dunk that took everything out of somebody. And I know from experience and I've I know. I've I have those dunks that takes everything yeah, out of somebody. Yeah, dunks take everything out of you. Yeah, they do. <laughs> no, like but like a, a dunk like that, like a okay. dunk that's like hard to do. That looked like a dunk that had some strain to it. We're not at all saying that Zion's dunk was any kind of slouch dunk. Like I obviously can't do that. It was a great dunk. I, I, I can do that on like some days, not every day. But I can do it every day. The fact that Zion is flexing that is not a good sign. Not good. Because Zion used to do that like it was, I don't know. He, he, Zion would wake up, get out of bed, brush his teeth, and do that dunk, and he'd be like, ah, I could have done it better. He would have Adam's apple at the rim. No, dead ass. But, like, he barely had the top of his hair yeah. at the rim. He had, to, he had to strain his arm to get that dunk down. The fact that – and, like – Oh my! The second I saw that dunk, I was like, "Oh, first take and FS and uh, you know all the people on Colin every, Coward and those guys. Like they are going to be just drooling over this." But you know, it took everything out of him because of the run after. He was like, he didn't have his balance. Yeah, he after. took the. Yeah, no, exactly. Like guys that really jump and dunk, you, they do that dunk and they just chill there. Yeah, like, exactly. I just, yeah, I did that. Yeah, that's, that's so that's whatever. Um, but yeah, obviously, that being said, Zion was announced. He's not coming back this Shocker. year. I was not shocked, but I wasn't like, I wasn't ready for that though. It came out of nowhere. Um, and I am a tad disappointed, but I do have to remind right. myself. Zion that, right now or Wiseman right now for your playoff run? For my playoff run, Zion. 100%. Um, okay. But, <laughs> I'm, 100%. you know what? I'm, I'm forming the ramp up all stars for my playoff team. Start, okay, Lonzo. Paul George, Kawhi, Zion, Wiseman. Who's beating that five? Kendrick Nunn off the bench. Kendrick Nunn off the bench. There you go. There's got to be somebody else. I mean, there. you could arguably we could get Victor Oladipo. Ben Simmons. Ben, ben Simmons. Eighth. Uh, Anthony Davis. AD hasn't had the ramp up process. Well, he's yet. gonna ra- he's gonna ramp up at some point. We don't know if he's. By the down. way, by the way, 
I'm obviously a huge LeBron fan, but seeing Anthony Davis awkwardly stand in the corner after losing to the Pelicans was one of the most satisfying did, things we've seen. Not somebody, to mention, he had the most ridiculous gonna, outfit did on. Did somebody prank AD and say it was like 70s night? No, did his hair, the hair looked the straight glasses, out of um, the shirt was semi-pro. His glasses looked foolish. He and, had to have been going to like a disco after. Yeah, and uh, for those who don't know, Anthony Davis's last game on roster for the Pelicans, he wore a shirt that said, that's all folks with the Looney Tunes like background thingy. Mm-hmm. And... To end the broadcast for the Pelicans announcers, it's they showed Anthony Davis standing after the Pelicans win, and the announcer said, uh, as Anthony Davis once said, that's all, folks. And, and that's how they ended their broadcast, Getting which might have been one of the sweetest moments in Pelicans history. That might have actually... No, you know what? That's the... Nah, they, they had playoff runs. That... Didn't they win a playoff round against the Blazers? They did. They actually yeah, they did. did. But yeah, that was one of the that was probably the biggest win since the AD loss. That was that cemented them winning the AD trade. I think so too. Yeah. I mean, okay. Right now, Anthony Davis or Quincy AC, who you taking? It's gotta be AC. It's gotta be AC. I mean, his contract, contract is so tradable. Dude, such a tradable contract. <laughs> He's got such a tradable contract. <laughs> You can't argue with that. Shout out to Austin. Shout out to Austin. Shout Williams. out to yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, who else do we have for injury talk? I mean, well, we briefly touched on Lonzo, who he took a he had a setback. Um, I I would bet that he doesn't return at all this year. Probably not. Which is really disappointing for uh, all those ball fans out there, because uh, Lonzo's gaining a bit of a reputation right now around the league for. Not being able to stay on the court. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, and the Bulls are more, even more so than uh, last time we talked, cemented as frauds. Yeah, I mean, they just they keep are going farther and farther down. Doing bad. I'm, I'm going to say they're going to lose in five to whoever they play. Um, the Sixers? Yes, 1 million percent. The, dude, the Sixers could fuck around and be terrible in the playoffs, too. Okay, but just the fact alone that you got Vooch. On Embiid. Is that the worst first-round series if the playoffs stay as they are right now? Um, I think it's got to be. I mean... You probably have Boston, Boston, well, Cleveland. Heat will be... Miami, Brooklyn seed. will be ridiculous. They're, that's not going to happen. Milwaukee, um, Toronto would be cool. Anyone against the Raptors is going to be interesting. Philly, Chicago is going to be the worst series if that if it stands as it is. Um, No, I mean, no. Actually, no. Bucks, Raptors... Will not be fun to watch. I take that back. If that stays, if that stays, Every, it's so volatile that we really have no idea. Um, yeah, there's there's so much that could happen. No, yeah, no, no, no. I think no. I think Dallas, Utah will be the most. I was talking East, but yeah, oh. Utah, anything would suck. But playoff yeah, Luca, you have to choose playoff Luca's appointment television. That's a good point. That's actually a good point. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, I think it's time to talk about the Miami Heat. Before we, before we talk about the Heat, let's give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, T-shirts. If you're looking to go out and wear something comfortable, something nice on a sunny day, try out T-shirts. They uh, You can find them in just about any store. White colors, uh, orange. Fashionable. You can have up brown. to almost anything on them. I mean, any it ranges from you know NBA young boy pictures to uh, you know farms. political slogans. You could have shirts with farms on them. Anything really? Maybe a shirt um, with like a shirt on it. What kind of what kind of shirt are you wearing today, Chase? T, t-shirt. 
that's cool. I'm also wearing a t-shirt. Um, my t-shirt says uh, Big Face Coffee on it. Shout out to Jimmy Butler. Not so much for his last few games, but you know how that goes. My t-shirt has a circle on it. <laughs> that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, man. T-shirts come in all kinds of variety. Uh, make sure to pick one up today. Like I said, you can find them at almost any store in America. Yeah, T-shirts. Yeah. Buy them. Where one today? Miami Heat. Breaking news before Miami Heat. What? Paul George upgraded to questionable tomorrow against Utah. No way. Questionable. Yo, that's insane. Two minutes ago by our boy Ohm from Hoop Collective. Yo, that's nuts. That's nuts. Wild. Oh my gosh. One practice and he's questionable. Yeah, that was the best. Who? That was the best ramp up period of the year. Crazy ramp up period. I mean, there weren't even any headlights about his ramp up period. That's how good they are. You know what they say? A good ramp up period is a quiet ramp up period. Oh yeah. I mean, that is just awesome. Wow, I'm I'm excited. That's so awesome. Okay. Miami Heat. Now that that's settled, the Heat suck. Shh, no, they don't. Yes, they do. Okay. <clears throat> now, I will admit one thing. Well, I'll admit a lot of things, but the best teams play their best ball during the right time of year. Right now, the Heat are not playing their best ball. The Heat have found themselves on a four-game losing streak, losing to the Embiid and Harden-less Sixers, the Clay, Dre, and Steph-less Warriors. Santa Cruz Warriors. We'll leave it at that. Uh, Jordan Poole played? Santa Cruz Warriors. Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole played, and all-star starter Andrew Wiggins played. How about that? Forgot about him. There was an all-star starter. All right, go on. Playing against us. Um... Yeah, we lost to the, the New York Knicks, who are not back. Um, and they lost to... The Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. By a lot of points. That game, no one shot well. It was a, it was just a bad game. It was just a bad game. And actually, we kind of came back in the end. I only lost by 15. But, yeah. Uh, are, everyone, you, are you buying stock in that Jimmy ruins every situation? Hell no. You're not buying stock? Hell no. Everybody else is. Yeah, everyone else would be wrong. Okay, guys, what, you can't have bad stretches? You can't have bad shooting stretches? You can, but if the coach is saying you want to fight, like, that's not good. No, that's heat culture. That's okay? that's heat culture. When that's you got toxic. a locker, When you have a locker room full of dogs like the Miami Heat do, shit happens, okay? Shit happens. And guess what? When you're an elite team such as the Miami Heat and you've had a few bad games in a row, tempers are going to flare, okay? Emotions running high. People are going to say things they don't mean, and sometimes brouhaha's can happen, okay? That brouhaha just so happened to hap- just, just so happened to be public, okay? I guarantee you, elite, not I guarantee you, it's like a known fact. Elite teams in the past that have struggled have had things like that. And guess what? I'd rather that happen than there be no talk about it whatsoever. Because guess what? That means that people want things to be better that people want things to change you got a point okay and like i i discussed this earlier but tonight we we got extremely lucky in the fact that the sixers and the bucks lost yesterday yeah okay and the celtics are playing the scrappiest team in the league the toronto raptors with no time lord no horford no Braun, and no 19 year old tatum okay that could very well be a loss, and we will find ourselves 
right back in the one seed. Until Boston beat you on Wednesday. No. Yeah. No. Because that's the game of the year. Everyone watch that game. Everyone watch that game right now. Everyone go out to dinner on Wednesday. Shut up. Everyone pick a nice restaurant. Mark your with calendar. A wait, with a long Set a wait. reminder on your phone. 7.30 You need to tune into this game, 7.30 on Wednesday. Miami Heat, Boston Celtics, ESPN, National TV. It's going to be the biggest game of the year for the Eastern Conference. Pick a place that's far away and you, has five-course meals. Do you want to fight right on the podcast? Yeah. We'll put a video in the podcast. Listeners, be ready. Me and Chase put the fist fight. We'll put the clip If in. he besmirches this Heat game one more time. Besmirch, I will. I mean, this game is just I'm I I could not be more excited because, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna beat the Kings tonight. It's gonna be a good game. Duncan Robinson's gonna have twelve. Jimmy's gonna have twenty. Bam's gonna have a double double. Kyle well, Lowry's gonna have eight assists. Okay. Why is Doug? What's Max Struess gonna have? Zero. Fuck that guy. Okay. Okay, but we're gonna have we're gonna have a good game. Eric Spoelstra's gonna be back. Everyone's gonna want to play hard. Everyone's going to want to get this W because we need it, and we're going to get it. And I'm staking my Heat fandom on this game against the Kings, and then I will be staking our championship pedigree on this game. Against the Celtics. Yes. I mean, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to address the elephant in the room. My trip to Florida, we did not win a game. I really yeah, hope I'm not bad it's luck. It's fault. And... If I am, then I will never step foot in Florida again if that means we will win. I will say that because that's how much, that's how far I'm willing to go for this team. I'll avoid an entire state. Wow. Because I love this team so much and I want us to do well so much. But objectively, I do have to say we haven't been, it hasn't been good. But Jimmy Butler, fuck, I can't even say that because how we played last year in against the Bucks. But I, I do. I was gonna say he shows up when it matters. But here's what I will say: he cares, and he's he he wants to win. All right, Jimmy Butler cares and he wants to win, so that's settled. Hot stop, take. Stop patronizing me, dude. Hot take. I'm just I'm excited to see how this team responds. That's all. And I know we're gonna respond well. And I hope uh, Eric Spolstra's son's surgery went well. Prayers out to Eric Spolstra's son. Okay. Winning time. End the show with some winning time talk. The best episode so far. Very good episode. Um, so I'm pretty sure. Sh- okay, Paul Westhead, played by Jason Siegel Seagal, whatever you, whatever it is. It I'm, he is he was the head coach for this first season. So I don't know what's going to happen with this guy, McKinney. Um, who is Jack McKinney? Who who is Jack McKinney? Who even is? Um, that, that was the title of the episode, but. Yeah, that was an awesome episode. Um, I mean, everything that Kareem has done, I just imagine it happening in real life, and it just puts a smile on my face at how funny it is. In yeah, the episode, all we, the Kareem clips are really funny. In the episode, the uh, the team went on a run at night, and Kareem <laughs> stopped halfway and just walked back. He's jogging. Um, he's jogging in sandals <laughs> and a dashiki. And then, and then, uh, what's it called? Paul Westhead says. They're called McKinney Miles. If you don't keep up with McKinney, you got to run again. And then Kareem just stops running. Kareem's just like, fuck this. Fuck that guy. And just walks back. And then the whole team's doing suicide. He sits down. And they're like, we only got a couple more. Westhead goes over. He's like, we only got a couple more drills, Cap. He's like, nah, I'm done. He's like, no, I don't. 
Like, no, why do they? A... Why do they portray Kareem as a robot who doesn't like know how to talk or use proper grammar? He he uses proper grammar all the time. He no. It's he, always three words. He no, always, no, no. it's always three words. He's a man of few words. The smartest man doesn't have to say a lot. He's obviously a genius, and they don't portray him as a guy who doesn't have good grammar. That, that was just wrong. What they do portray him as is a slow-mannered uh, intellectual who has no patience for any kind of stupidity or anything that doesn't follow his agenda. And the things that don't follow his agenda, he uh, he makes sure everyone knows about it. The Miles do not follow his agenda. The suicides do not follow his agenda. The Magic Johnson cannot get the orange juice right. Hey, the last episode was pretty good. Or the last uh, OJ was pretty good. But he, he messed up the newspaper. Like, what newspaper? Yeah, what? That was... Okay, uh, Kareem told Young Magic Does he want the New York Times? I don't... Okay, every single morning at 6 a.m., Magic had to show up at Kareem's room with freshly squeezed orange juice and the paper organized in a specific way. By the way, Magic's way too excited to do this. He's not... He just has a positive Way attitude. too excited to He's do He's not it. excited to do it. He's just like, hell yeah, I'm going to do it because that's what... You know, rookie duties, you got to do what you got to do. Um, I think I know why he's not accepting it. Why? Magic's two minutes early every day. Oh, man. That's possible. That's a good, well, I don't know. Because I mean, the last episode, he took a sip. Yeah, I was just, that was kind of a joke that you took a little too seriously. But I mean, it, it it's could possible. very well be it's possible. possible. Um, he's an eccentric guy, you know? Um. Another one of the big storylines was how Jerry Buss does not have any money left after buying the team. Yeah. And they're about to have to pay up on a big loan that the previous owner took. And they don't know what they're going to do about that. Um, this is honestly very crazy. Like, I, I had no idea any of this happened. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the idea of, you know, an owner being tight on money like this is really crazy to think about. It's a crazy concept, yeah. And he's also, which is, you know, which this is what he should be doing. He's putting on the facade that there's absolutely nothing wrong. Right. Uh, which is, like I said, the right way to go. But he's also spending money willy-nilly. As we saw, he tried to offer Jerry Tarkanian, I don't, I forget how much. but I got some a, questions about the Tark thing. There's a going. crazy amount. Um, he bought out Palm Springs. To have their, uh, what's that it called? He owned the place, though. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he well, he should it. sell it. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, he, you know. Okay. Well, he held profits. He had no profits that week. Yeah. To, hold, to host the Lakers. True. Um, and he's, you know, also is trying to renovate the entire forum and get all these new additions to the, you know, the the uh, the ambiance of the arena. Um, you know, but... We we will uh, as we'll learn. It's the obviously the right way to go because they end up you know being the spot. So did Tarkanian's guy really get killed in real life? I assume so. They wouldn't make up a detail like that. I did not. I don't know why I didn't know that. There's, I mean, I didn't either. I didn't. That's I didn't, the craziest thing ever. I mean, it, it is a hundred percent insane, and I feel like if that really happened, I don't know why people don't talk about it more. Yeah, I feel like that's something we should have researched before this. If you, I definitely should have looked that up. Yeah, but um, that was insane. That whole episode was crazy. Why is Pat Riley shown as such a bum? Well, because he was a bum. When's he gonna slick his hair back? Like that third episode, he was like, he looked like he was a homeless man on a beach. I didn't even. I, I was like, 
All right, what character are they bringing in right now? Why is there a homeless man on the screen? Well, that's how he was, straight up. I mean, he obviously cleans up his look before he becomes a head coach. Um, but the story he had Pat the, Riley... He had the slick back hair as an announcer, though. Are you sure about that? I'm going to look up a picture, but I'm almost, I don't think he did. I'm pretty sure. I remember in that Celtics-Lakers uh, doc. Yeah, good documentary, by the way. Um, but yeah, the meteoric rise of Paul of Pat, <laughs> Paul Riley. Pat Riley is... Honestly, I think almost unmatched um, next to Eric Spolster's rise, coincidentally. Yeah. Um, you know, but like, you know, Phil Jackson went right to, um, you know, coaching. Oh, no, he had the comb over. I knew it. Um, but it wasn't, it's not what he has right now. It's He's he's all tidied up. Well, yeah, he's obviously going to tidy himself up more to be an announcer. He's not, he doesn't really care right now. He's What we've seen so far, he's just been like around the guys and been playing pickup and stuff like that. Um when did he slick his hair back? When he got the head coaching job? Yes, his first game, he'll have slicked hair back, Chase. I promise I'm you. I'm worried. Okay, yeah, that's him as a player. Okay. Yeah, exa- exactly. Great podcast. Everyone right now, everyone look up Pat Riley when he's coaching compared to him, him now. Because it's you wouldn't think it's the same person. I googled Pat Riley announcer, and I'm looking at the first two images that come up on Google.com. Yeah, there you go. Shout out to, shout out to Google. Shout out. Yeah. Um... Also, the gameplay so far has been pretty darn decent. The skyhook wasn't bad from Kareem. Not even a little bit bad. It was great. I, I don't like – this is being very critical. Overall, the basketball is good. Yeah. I don't like Magic coming down and just throwing it behind the back. I like that. And then there's just someone wide open right away. Nothing happened yet. No, I like that. No, it doesn't. Cole, does that ever happen? No, but back Why then would, maybe. No, Cole. No. Hey, man. Every clip of Magic throwing crazy passes is on the fast break. It's true. But here's what I think of. Here's, here's the, I like to remind myself of this during that episode. The drop-off back then, the drop-off of talent between the three best guys on a team versus the bottom five yeah. was astronomical compared to today. Today, I mean, like, talent, like, like for instance, Michael Beasley is said to have never lost a game of one-on-one against LeBron. And he barely played. And he, he barely like played on the Heat. But back then, the disconnect was absurd. Yeah. Like, the like the whole reason Wilt Chamberlain dropped 100 was because the uh, the other team's starting center was out. And he was being guarded by, like, a 6'7 guy. Like yeah, who had a part-time job. Literally. Selling like, duct tape out of his truck. Yeah, so, number one, those scrimmages were probably a lot more, you know, one-sided than even that showed. I don't care if Norm Nixon... And Magic Johnson were split up, but I mean, I it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Magic was able to pull off those insane stuff. Also, do you think that the disrespect Magic is receiving really happened his first year? I don't think so. I don't know, dude. Why would it? Because the level of disrespect that uh, veteran know, players I had know. against rookies, rookies, was crazy. like, but like you got to especially think about this. Think about how threatened you'd be. So you're Norm Nixon. You're a leader on the team already. You're an all-star. And they draft a guy, your position, who not only is your position, yeah, that's true. he's getting out, he's getting he's out, he's out earning you by a crazy amount. He's guaranteed. And he's six foot nine trying to play point guard, which is an which has never happened before in basketball. You're you're obviously and you already you already have the respect of all your peers on the team. You're going to get them on your side and say, hey, we don't like this guy. I'm going to make sure this guy, you know, has a hard time. And he 
earns every second of playing time he gets. I and it's not going to be easy. I mean, I feel like the first couple of days of training camp, it was like that. And then they realized, like, okay, he's really good. No, yeah, that's but one we thing. we have like, only seen the first couple of days. Yeah, but, like, that is – like, when you outplay somebody consistently, you're automatically, like, people are going to gain – you're going to gain people's respect yeah. around the team. That might be a little slower, um, you know, than in real life. But still, when it's as it as it has been shown early on, that's how it was going to be. You're, why? <laughs> My next question is, why is Michael Cooper portrayed as horrible, and then the last scrimmage he whoa. has ten dunks? He was never horrible. That's how he's being portrayed. I know he wasn't horrible. He's when? being portrayed as horrible. Think about this. In the NBA. It's all about the situation you're in, the role you're given. He never played with as good of – he was always in with second units. He never played with good passers. I'm saying in the show, Cole. I know. That's what I'm saying. Same thing in the show. Like, when? who do you think he was – this is a guy who – he's not – he can't, like, get buckets on his own. He was a defensive player. He was athletic. He could knock down wide-open shots. How are you going to get wide-open shots? Like, me and you understand that, but the show, they're not tying in how – McC- what what the hell's the guy's name? McCarthy, who McKinney? Oh, Jack McK- McKinney? Yeah, Jack McKinney. There's, they're not showing why Cooper earned the starting spot the last day. Yeah, that's true. They just threw him in there. Yeah, just, it was like High School Musical. Like the bench warmer came in for the game winning shot. That's what it was like. Uh-huh. They're like I um, want Nixon, Magic, Kareem. Who else they put in there? Nixon, Magic, Kareem. I forget who else it was. And then they were, he was just like, and Cooper. And everybody was like, whoa. Whoa, Cooper's playing. Like, th- like nobody would have that reaction. They would be like, okay, I mean, I guess he earned it a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm just guessing, like, in McKinney's hours of X's and O's breakdown and watching film, he's like, hey, maybe I'll try Cooper out with this unit. But I, I bet there's, like, a deleted scene. Probably there had to be something. But, like, you know, one of the executives who doesn't know basketball didn't realize, like, that was important. They're like, oh, yeah, why wouldn't he just throw in Cooper there? Um... But yeah, I didn't. I mean, this is very cool to see. Like, is I didn't. I didn't know Cooper. You know, was borderline being cut. Yeah. I mean, as we saw, that's the other thing. McKinney, the coach, he was originally gonna cut Cooper until that last practice when Pat Riley said, "No, we're not cutting anybody until we all, you know, me, Doctor Buss, and the GM watch you Pat practice." Pat Riley said that. I'm sorry, Jerry West. I'm mix. I'm mixing up Hall of Famers. In my mind, my bad. Pat um, Riley is a bum right now. Not a, he's a still a champion. He's a, in his mind. I think he's a bum. He mm. thinks he's a bum. Maybe yeah, you're right. But I mean, all in all, a great fourth episode, the best one so far. Ramming up to be something even better in the fifth episode. First episode's got to be the first game, uh, which you think? If, you think? Shut yeah. up. Yeah. Um, and anyone who knows basketball knows how crazy that first game was for the Lakers and what happened to oh, end the Oh, yeah, I want to see how they do that. Um, With this Kareem, that's going to be hilarious. Oh, my. Okay, so for those who don't know, I don't. I think they play the Sixers or the Bucks, but I feel like it was the Bucks. I think it might have been the Sixers because they showed a clip of Dr. J. So they probably – I think it might have been. Okay, but anyways, it I'll doesn't matter. I'll confirm while you keep telling the story. The comes down. It's crunch time. It's a close, close game. Last play of the game, Lakers are down one. They get the magic passes to Kareem, who gets the ball on the right block. He does, you know, classic couple dribbles, sky hook. It's cash at the buzzer. 
Kareem wins the game. Everyone's crowding him, but Magic Johnson, who is so elated after winning his first NBA game, he jumps on Magic and is literally hanging off of, I mean, he jumps on Kareem and is hanging off Kareem by his neck, like his elbows around Kareem's neck, and he's like screaming. He's so overjoyed. And Kareem looks at him with a classic Kareem straight face and says like, get the fuck off me. We got 81 more of these. Calm your ass down. <laughs> Just totally ruining Magic's vibe. But like that, that scene is going to be crazy. Yeah, it'll be good. And I mean, there's going to be so much content. I doubt they're going to show a lot of, uh, you know, in-game content, like actual playing. But they would it, it it would be the biggest waste opportunity if they didn't show at least that game or that clip of the game. It was the Clippers. It's the Clippers. Okay, it was a blue team. San Diego Clippers. San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, I am very excited. Uh, for next week's episode of uh, Winning Time, and very excited to see how the very excited how the end of NBA uh, shapes up. Just don't no, don't copy what I say. You know, I said it. You copied me. No, because you said I'm excited. I said it first. No, but I said excited first, and you said excited after that. I said something I was excited about different than All what right. you were excited about. But you copied me. All right, uh, Chase just launched a hanger across my room. I'll launch another one. No. Check okay, everyone. Out, uh, make sure to you know drink some coffee. Wear a t-shirt, buckle your seat, and buckle your seatbelt up. Par for the court, over or not. Peace out. It's for the court podcast. Bye.